Holy shit. That's better than Lady Gaga. And welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. I'm Jackson. Jackson, does it seem to you like the world is just falling apart? Sometimes. Why do you say that, Ian? I don't know. I've been seeing all these like protests and I see all of these signs and banners and they say, stop the spread of Ian Hates. Like I knew we were popular, but it's like protests. Yeah, like protest wise. Why is anyone protesting us? We're so nice. That's what I'm saying. I think it's the brand. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't fully, you know, thought it out that we really are the scene. That it, is it's true. It's not soaking in well with some people, you know. I but it, it'll get it'll get there. Luckily, I didn't see any signs that said Ian hates. They are not the scene. Exactly. I didn't see that, but a lot of like anti Ian hates stuff, and I was like, what? That doesn't make any sense. We're not a mirror. They don't understand us, Ian. They never do, Jackson. They think you're a big Amir fan. That's probably what it is. Because we say their name quite a couple times an episode. We're going to talk about them one more time today. (laughs) Yep. But that's because we're not not afraid of anybody. And I don't care if anyone goes and listens. But we'll get into that later. So how about this, Jackson? Why don't we spread the good type of hate? (gasps) The type of hate that's Ian hates. Ooh, I like that. That Thank was like you, a buddy. presidential ending speech. We well, will not spread just normal hate, the good hate, and that is Ian hate. I don't know. And then the presidential theme comes on. <laughs> <laughs> like this? All right, Jackson. So we have some breaking news tonight. <gasps> it turns out that Memphis Mayfire and the guitarist Anthony Seppe or Sepp? We'll go with Sepp. Sepp? Actually, Sepe sounds funnier. Say Sepe. Sepe? Okay. Lighten the mood. Anthony Sepe. Ha 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 ha. They have decided to part ways, and he will no longer be in Memphis Mayfire. Now, the only thing that I've seen is the Facebook message, like the whole announcement thing, nothing else. So, so maybe there will be more news coming later, but at least for right now, that is breaking news. Memphis Mayfire is not breaking up or anything, but it's just right. one of those things where... Another band in 2017 losing the person. Yep. And by the way, real quick, before I get into this, I want to tell everybody that I have quite the case of allergies. So if you hear a sniffle or two, my bad. But anyways, (laughs) that is really weird for him to leave now. I feel like it's usually during album recordings that this kind of stuff happens or right before. Sure. But, you know, you think Memphis Mayfair right now is flying high, you know, just released a new album. Got off a really good tour with the Rise Up Tour. You'd think all their members would be pretty satisfied, but maybe this is something that he's been planning for a long time. It really is a shame to hear, but I'm sure we'll hear exactly more details later on. And like you said, that all they did was a Facebook post, really short one, just letting everyone know, hey, he's not in the band anymore, and that's it. So maybe we'll find more out later. Right now, I think Maddie is working on his solo stuff, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, I think actually, we're going to talk about this a little later, I think he just finished it up. Now, they don't know when it's coming out, but I think he was working with Cameron Mazell, who we'll talk about later, who's the producer of that album. So I know they were working on it for a while, so maybe this has something to do with that. I could see that. 
Um, I do know that there are a certain amount of bands that don't like it when their lead man or really anybody in the man in the band has, <laughs> um, you know, focuses on other things. Right. So maybe that's something that I mean, some people just aren't good at multitasking. You never know. Maybe Maddie could be doing his solo stuff and it doesn't look like he's giving enough attention to the band. Maybe the guitar doesn't like that. He leaves. It's possible. Who knows what it is? Um, hopefully it's, it's nothing on bad terms or anything like that. I'm sure. They all have very good reasons, and I actually didn't know about the whole Maddie recording music stuff, so I am excited for that, though. So on that note, too, I did want to mention something. So remember when we talked about, what was it, a couple weeks ago or so, Josh Balls from Motionless and White, the keyboardist, Mm -hmm. leaving? Keytar. Yeah, keytar. Yes, he played (laughs) the keytar in Motionless and White. Well, I was reading the brand new issue of Alternative Press, as they call it. Not sure if you've ever heard it before. (laughs) I've heard a thing or two. Okay thing or two about a thing or two i got you yeah and i just flipped to they had like a tattoo section or something and i noticed and i had no idea because i don't know pop culture stuff but apparently josh balls is engaged to be married to ryan ashley the woman who won ink master this season and i was like holy shit i bet it's awesome touring with motionless and white and being in motionless and white but I would not want to be a second away from her. She's <laughs> amazingly beautiful. Like it's insane how gorgeous really? she is. Oh, dude. Well, I have a you know tattoos. Like also super talented too. Not only What's gorgeous. Ryan Ashley. I'm gonna have to look that up. Really, really talented. There's a reason why she won Ink Master. She was really, really good. And then add on to that that she also happens to be gorgeous. I'd be like, why would I want to be away from her either? So it makes sense. This makes total sense to me now because a lot of people I remember were questioning. Now that maybe some more people know about that, maybe they'll understand a little bit more. <laughs> That's actually kind of funny because I remember Chris from Motionless and White also was dating uh, somebody from one of those tattoo shows. I believe L.A. Inc. or Miami Inc. or something like that. I actually saw like an episode Kat of Von L.A. Inc. Was it Kat Von D? I mean, no, she's I the know. most famous. Megan Massacre? I don't remember the name. I, it Do you want me to name more? I know everything Kat. about this shit. <laughs> No, okay, I don't remember the name, but I remember seeing an episode of one of the Inks, and they had Chris come in, and she said, um, yeah, this is my ex-boyfriend, and she did a tattoo for him oh, okay. on the show. Interesting. So, another tattoo artist, I guess it runs in the Motionless and White family. They do have a lot of tattoos, that is for sure. Yeah, they have a couple. Just a few. <laughs> Just a few. Just a few. But anyways, side topic, everyone can go check out Ryan Ashley, see if you can get a tattoo by her because they are pretty awesome. And Jackson confirms she is beautiful. There we go. And if Jackson says so, you know it's true. Yep, Jackson confirmed. For people that didn't realize, Newfound Glory, they have a brand new album coming out called Makes Me Sick! Exclamation point. Their new album will be available on April 28th, and the first single, Happy Being Miserable, will be out on February 16th. So I was told... Since I'm going to see the shows, I'm going to see multiple Newfound Glory dates, that I'm supposed to get the album for free. Really? Yeah. So it was one of those things where I guess you buy the ticket and they give you the album. They've been doing that a lot, actually. I got the same thing for AFI as well. Really? Mm-hmm. If that's the new, I think that's part of the new trend now because I think that also gets your sales up for the actual album itself as well because they can count that as another download. Yeah. I know. It, it makes perfect sense. That's actually a really good marketing idea. I mean, why not hear free music? You like the band or not? If someone yeah, if gives I'm already... you free music, I'm going to listen to it. And also, if I bought a ticket to the show, most likely I enjoy yeah. the band. So 
It works out well. So on the 16th or after the 16th, because I don't know what day that is, whenever that new single comes out, we will definitely talk about it on the show. Oh, for sure. I don't think pop punk is represented very much on today's episode. No, actually not at all. Yeah, that's a little weird. <laughs> Normally we have some smattering of something. This is probably oh, yeah. your only real pop punk thing. Especially recently. We've done a lot of punk lately. A lot, which is fine. It's fine with me. I'm cool shit. with it. All right, on to the next story. Plot and You is currently working on recording their fourth album. And holy shit, am I excited to hear that. I'm hoping it's good. They're with producer Drew Folk or Foyk or something. I'm so bad with names right now. I just I, can't <laughs> I was just it. about to say that. <laughs> these last names is so fucking difficult. It's so different than hates. Hates is so easy to say. But yeah, all these other up? ones, yeah, come on. But he did Motionless and White and some other band. But Motionless and White <laughs> <laughs> is the band that I'm going to go with. <laughs> so I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, do you hope it sounds more like happiness and self-destruction or their older stuff? Oh, no, no. Definitely the new stuff. I want this going on a complete new trend for sure. Good, because they found their sound in their last album. That's what I think. So let's continue with that and not the things that people used to make fun of them for. Man, I forgot about that. People used to... Ooh, people used to make fun of them big time. People used to rip on them like another band we're going to talk about later. Yeah. Oh, man. Why do they keep coming up, Ian? I think this this one I have to address because... I want the listeners to even be like, fuck, who is he talking about? So I'm going to ask you a question without saying names or anything. Okay. Do you hate this guy or do you hate the band in general? Or do you I, really just focus it on the guy? It's both. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's it's absolutely both. But I think he, as we will talk about, has said in another recent interview that the band is him. And it's his and he does what he wants oh, in it. Yeah, so it's hard this. to it's hard to blame the other people in the band. He is the band. So I just say both. I feel so bad for the band. Yeah, they're making yeah. money though. So You, you know. know the listeners right now are like, who the fuck is he talking about? Please. I think a lot probably know who we're talking about, but we will get there, guys. Don't worry. And this yeah. is all, by the way, this is all because of Ty. I'm blaming you, Ty. I know you're listening. I'm blaming you this for bringing Ty's this fault. up. Because I would have no idea. I never look up that band. I would never know. Right. So that'll come <laughs> the up later. casual fans right now are like, okay, who are they talking who about? Who is he talking about? Yes. <laughs> what a tease. Look how good I am at radio and podcasting. <laughs> Look at that. If you're first time listening, you will find out soon not only what he hates, but what we mention we hate every episode, at least for the last month. Yeah, for the last month, for sure. Especially when they had a single come out and an album announcement and all that shit. So yeah. That's all you're getting. That's all you're getting. Okay, moving on. Here we go. (laughs) Next quick story. The number 12 looks like you are working on new music. Very nice. Now, it doesn't have anything else other than that. Just saying that they enjoy their tour and they're going to be making new music. So I do have a question for you, Jackson. Are you a fan? I wouldn't say a fan, but I know of them. Like, it's that kind of thing. Not to the point where I don't want to say I'm not a fan because I don't like them. It's kind of one of those things that I have like on the sideline and I'm like waiting for them to impress me kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like I don't write them off. I I just, you know, I'm listening. Well, for anyone who doesn't know, they're math core slash grind core and you can check out their stuff because it is very interesting. It's definitely different too. It's one of those bands where, you know, especially math core bands seem to do kind of Mm -hmm. the same thing is you don't really know where they're going. 
So you listen, you're like, holy shit, this is crazy. And then all of a sudden they change tempo and, you know, go off on another direction. So if you like that, check it out. It's definitely a different style of music than what you might be used to. I completely agree. And math core is one of those things where it's like hit or miss. Mm -hmm. There's never really that in between. It's like, holy shit, or it's like, oh. Yeah. (laughs) It's like that kind of thing. I can agree with that for sure. I mean, I'm waiting on the new music. I I hope it comes out good. I mean, I'd rather talk about how much I like it than how much I hate it. Exactly. Now, this is a good one. Wage War guitarist Seth Blake has officially went viral on the internet, a.k.a. Twitter, Facebook, stuff like that, because during the whole Women's March thing that was going on during inauguration. Oh, yeah, that thing. Yeah, just just throw it aside like that, Jackson, you woman hater. I like to get the big things and just like (laughs) on the show. (laughs) <laughs> just say, oh, yeah, there was that little thing where, like, this one guy became president or, like, you know, they officially put him in. It's this thing that Wait, we, we, us Americans do. It's we have a new tw- president? Something like that. If you want to call him that. I wow. don't know. Okay. You're telling me <laughs> all like the news, buddy. Donald, Donald Rump or Ronald Dunn. Something like that. You're hilarious. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm trying my little hard. It was hard so out. original. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Anyway. <laughs> yes very majestic that's right all right go ahead sorry anyway seth blake from wage war during the whole woman's march he um he actually stood outside of chipotle with a sign that read why charge extra for guacamole now i made it sound way longer than it actually it is it's a long it's like why is guac extra (laughs) yeah why is guac extra you were just like so why when i go to chipotle is guacamole (laughs) also extra when i order a meal because i'm already ordering a meal so why is it extra compared to all the other sides that's what jackson sign would say (laughs) and all the signs was why is guac extra yes boom (laughs) <laughs> and they even made a shirt about it. And I suggest everyone go check out the shirt, buy the shirt. It looks awesome. It's just the Wage War logo around it. It's kind of like in the Chipotle symbol yeah, where it's right. like the red you know, strip around it and stuff. And then on the back it says, why is guac extra? Now, Great shirt. He's famous now apparently. Internet famous. So I don't know if you want to call that famous, but he's known. Look, if Jared Alonge had done this though. There'd, oh, be, no. there'd be hell to pay. <laughs> all pissy pop punk bands would be all over his ass for talking about something that's not made by him. <laughs> so yes, I am going to see Wage War on Monday. Oh, so lucky. So I will probably see that shirt, but the problem is, now I might surprise you on this one, Jackson. I don't like guac. I don't like guac either. Yeah. Oh, okay. Phew. We're Whew. together on that one. We are. So I, don't, that's, I don't get the whole spaz. Yeah, so that's the reason why I wouldn't buy the shirt. Is because I don't care enough about that. If it said like why it's hot sauce extra, then I'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm I'm on board with that. But <laughs> like I understand that the joke is funny and it brings a little bit. You know, there are a few really funny signs in those marches. Actually, pretty humorous with their one-liners and stuff. And that's just bringing one of light them. to the situation. Well, no, see, I think that's dangerous to say because I don't think they're bringing light to the actual process. But it is funny every once in a while. Like, they're not making fun of the Woman's March or no, no, the no. ban on, you know, the wall ban or, or all that kind of stuff. They're just making fun signs to also, like, encourage people to laugh a little bit kind of thing. Gotcha. No, you're right. I, I can see how the wording can get mixed up. So thank you for bringing, like, to But whatever. That I mean, fuck them all anyways, right? <laughs> That's America now, right? America. Fuck yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so stupid. I don't, whatever. We're not a political show. So wait, take I have the... to say this because I think it's so funny. My, I told you that my dad went to San Antonio recently. Oh, and by the way, everybody, that's man. Ian's favorite place in the world. Love it. <laughs> he, my dad is one of those guys. By the way, we're of Hispanic descent, so this is what made it even more funny. Build the wall. <laughs> Build the wall. <laughs> he comes back with this, you know, one of those dad hats on, and on the hat. It's all leather, and it's an American flag on the front, and below the American flag it says freedom. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, Dad, you can't. what is that? And I'm going to be honest with you. The, the hat looks really cool, and if it was just a flag, I'd be like, oh, that's a really nice hat, right. especially for a dad. Sure. But the sure. fact that it says freedom <laughs> under the flag. That's really funny. <laughs> I was just like, Dad, you look like you're pro wall. And he's like, no, 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 no. It's, yeah. not like, it's just a badass hat. Freedom to build a wall underneath it. Oh, oh my God. I was like, Dad, you look like a Trump supporter. And <laughs> not to anyone who voted for Trump. Not in a bad way. But you know what I mean. The stereotype. So, sure. yeah. I thought it was very <laughs> funny. He came home and I was like, so you go to San Antonio and that's what you come back with. Right. A freedom hat. <laughs> <laughs> look, we should all move to San Antonio. We know that. Oh, yeah. I will admit I love San Antonio. Go Spurs, go. Uh, not so much that. Boo to you. Go Heat. Oh, what? Oh, it's so fucking ridiculous. Oh, it's gross. I literally have a newspaper in front of me as we're talking to each other right now that says Miami Heat repeat when they beat the Spurs. Whatever. We beat the them In the NBA too. championship. But hey, we don't we don't have to talk about that. We don't have to go into that. Five, baby. Five. <laughs> anyway. Uh, you got me there. You got me there. <laughs> and they're still good. The Heat are trash now. Yes, that's true. So anyways, all right. Next story. So just a quick one. Josta and Code Orange have been added to the Kill Thrax concert. Kill Thrax. I want to just say it really Ooh. cool. Kill yeah. Thrax. So that's Kill Switch Engage and Anthrax Tour. As most people have known about, they have two new bands, just like we mentioned. So if and that's Edward's your style. Prada. And Ever Was Prada is on that too. Yep. That's a sick lineup. That's a heavy lineup too. It is. I've seen Anthrax a long time ago. That's why I'm not going again. It's not that they're bad or anything. It's just I don't follow them that much and i was more of a howard jones fan mm. so right you're not gonna yeah. get anything special out of going to see them for the you know whatever amount of time plus they don't have you know howard jones it's like what are you it's, gonna get out of it yeah it's just one of those things so for me i won't be going to the show but i do know that ty is going to the show so he will oh, be able to write about it has ty written all oh over. yeah no no he, <laughs> he is all about this that's for sure and on that note Code Orange, I guess, and I didn't even know, it's only every once in a while that this news even comes out because it came out for The Devil Wears Prada for Transit Blues as well. But normally you don't hear about what amount of sales a band has. But for some reason, Code Orange's one for the new album Forever, it was released. And I guess, and for people that don't know, Ty is like a producer. And he... Because people were making fun of Code Orange because, you know, they moved to Roadrunner, so they moved to a major label. This was their first release on a major label. So some people were making fun of them for not hitting these supposed goals that they were supposed to. And Ty had written back to the band saying, like, hey, lay off of them. They're still selling out those shows. And then the band replied to him saying something like basically that those stats that were reported were actually wrong and that they did such and such on the sales chart and everything's good and thanked him for his support and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know Very what to cool. believe. Like, I don't know. Do you believe the band? Do you believe the reports? I don't know. But does it really matter 
I mean, for the band, it does. You want the band to do well and everything, but I'm not sure that the amount of sales should justify whether a band is doing well or not anyways. I completely agree with what you just said. Um, Thank you. To to me, it's not about the sales. And you want the sales to be good because you want the band, you know, to have money mm-hmm. and, you know, continue to do what they love to do. But there is no way that you tell me, oh, you really love that album. Well, it didn't make a lot of money, so it can't be that good of an album. Well, it's like, well, no, that is not the case. At least for me, it's not. And I'm sure that is for everybody. You love an album. It doesn't matter how much money that album made, you know, in the United States or worldwide or wherever. It's It's what that album means to you. And, you know, Ty even pointed it out. Okay, maybe they didn't make that much money, as the report said, but you damn right they're selling out shows, you know, and that's kind of a feel-good thing for Codor. It's like, okay, well, if they really are making that much money, you know, right. we're selling out shows, and you see how good you're doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not about the money always. You're literally seeing when you go to those shows and you see a packed house, you know, that's your best form of measure, to me at least. No, I absolutely <laughs> agree. And I think especially with what we do like we're always promoting bands and you know all that kind of stuff but when i look at that stuff i never go by album sales for anything if anyone ever says anything to me like oh but this is super popular like who gives a shit i'm probably not gonna like it then like otherwise i'd listen to pop and country music yeah i don't think i've ever looked at how much an album has made like devil wars Prada, you know they're like my favorite band I didn't know that they released their album sales. So when he said that, I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Did they actually do good? We talked about it on the show. It was really bad. Oh, yeah. It was yeah, like yeah, their worst right. selling album or something like that. I do remember that, actually. But I don't know if that really affected the band at all because they're on these major tours and they're bringing people out. So Very major tours. And I love, love that new album. And when they play those songs live, they sound so good compared to their older stuff. Very good. I suggest everyone go to see that. There and you go. plus, this is a great lineup, by the way, with you know Code Orange and Kill Thrax, as Ian would say. Kill say it Thrax. in the cool voice one more time, please. Kill Thrax. Aw, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, Ty is going to go to the show. He'll probably write about in his blog, and there's a link to that in the episode description. But also, there's one also sad story that goes along with Code Orange. So there was a fan. I think people might have seen the link that's going around. I'll link it also in the description of the episode as well. But there's a girl named Emily. I think she's like 21. And she was at a Code Orange show. And she was standing around the mosh pit. And uh. allegedly some dude with steel-toed boots roundhouse kicked her in the jaw. Holy shit. <laughs> so the band made a statement. Please help support our friend Emily. We have all kinds of different people at these shows, and we have to all take care of each other always. We played hardcore shows all around the world, and this is the first and only time an injury of this nature has taken place, and hopefully the last. We've been in contact with her and those around her since the beginning, and she knows she's got our support through this healing process. Our fans are very important to us, and as we continue to grow, we all need to protect, support, and help each other up. And there's a GoFundMe link that I'll put in the description of this episode to help her because I think her jaw was shattered and she mm-hmm. had like brain bleeding as well. And that's just so fucked up. And that's one of the things I've always hated. I remember, and look, maybe I'm waxing poetic about the way things used to be. I think I'm going to be on your side on this. I'm going to even preface this. Ooh, hit it, Ian. I am not. I am not telling anyone to not do certain things. There is a level of 
risk that you take when you go into a mosh pit. Now, I'm not saying that she was in it. She's on the outside, which should be a safer area for people, but it's still close. But I have never understood the roundhouse kicks and the flailing punches and all that shit. Like, I remember when mosh pits used to be in, maybe I'm showing my age now somehow, but I just remember when people used to jump around and all you were doing was running into each other. Right, and enjoy each other. And yeah, you're just pushing each around. other and stuff. Yeah. And that was fine. But now, if you don't have your hand out in front of you or to the side of you and someone's doing the wailing punch arm thing, you're going to get knocked out. If someone's doing roundhouse kicks, and especially who the fuck wears steel toed boots to a show? Like you're a piece of yeah. shit. Maybe you came from work and you're working construction or something and you just came from work, but still. You should not be doing that. It's just fucking ridiculous. So I'm not telling people not to do anything. I just thought people were smarter. And why go to places just to hurt people? Because that's exactly. what it seems like. It seems like that's a, an actual attack on someone than it is just something that happened to happen. And it's totally anti what the whole scene is about of the music we listen to. That's you know what, what I, I mean? thought. I honestly thought that before. But when you look at mosh pits now a lot, it's really hard to see it that way anymore. I completely agree. And and it's like Ian said, it's not to tell you you should not mosh. It's not like that. But with everything you do, you need to be careful and you need to be mindful of others no matter what. No matter what it is in life you're doing, yeah. this is one of those things. You know that this is dangerous, even to yourself if you're Right, moshing. well, that's also true, yeah. That's okay. That's your choice. But at least if you see that someone's not even in the mosh pit – you want to do all your little fairy kicks and shit? Go for it. <laughs> right. Cool. But if someone's not in there, that means they don't want, they don't feel like being kicked, unfortunately. They're not in there. They don't feel like it. The, so why are you going to go to the sides? Because this happens. I've been to so many oh. shows where they will literally run to the side yes. and, you know, shoulder charge and push or even tell you, like, get in here. And it's like, the fuck, man? Yeah. You know, do your thing. Have your fun. I love to look at it. I'll be honest with you. Oh, sure. There's a certain but degree of. If you're not of... in it, leave them alone. And that's the thing. When you're in the mosh pit itself, there are certain rules that you normally should follow. Unwritten rules. They're, yeah, they're unwritten rules. Exactly. Like, obviously, a mosh pit has to grow somehow. And normally, that's when people back up and allow the room to take place. Now, there are going to be times where someone's going to want more space based on the band asking people mm-hmm. for more space. So they come out more to the side and they kind of push a little bit. I think that's okay. You know what I mean? But oh, if you're, yeah, of course. But if you're throwing people in to the mosh pit that don't want to be in. There are lots of unwritten rules to go. And guess what? Jackson and I have been to thousands of shows. Like my oh, yeah. life has been conscious. So this is not me sitting and I still go to shows almost every week. This is not me sitting on the sideline going, you guys should not be mosh pit. It's ridiculous. I go to shows all the time and I'm telling you what the deal is. And people need to start thinking a little bit more about this stuff. It's just dumb. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And it's on all different aspects of the different kinds of moshings. I mean, it is ridiculous how you see someone that just does not give a shit about their surroundings. Right. Disrespect your surroundings. No, I'm just kidding. Disrespect <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> your surroundings! But, I mean, it really all goes to show, do whatever you want when you're in the pit, if you feel like you have to. But take care but of people. But just don't bother the people right. that are clearly not wanting 
to be any yeah. form or fashion and, involved with that. And it's common sense. And I know we're talking about unwritten rules. They're not even rules. That's just common sense well, right. of life. You know what I mean? Don't fuck with other people, especially don't kick them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, watch out. And when someone falls down, you fucking pick them up. Those are the rules. That's what you do. You know, it's life, man. Yeah. You know, it's life, man. You're not special just because you're moshing and you're pissed. You're not special. I mean, (laughs) you know what? That's what you should take from this. You're not fucking special, bitch. (laughs) Like, yeah, for real. If anyone, if I could tell someone had steel toed boots on or something and they mess with someone and I saw that happen, I wish someone had taken that person aside and done something. Like, oh, I'm, yes. I'm not advocating for violence, but that person was violent to another person. Now they have crazy hospital bills. Yeah, roundhouse them with some steel toes. Yes. And nine times out of ten, there's never security guards at these shows, especially the smaller ones. So when stuff like this happens, you know, and you it's don't want... being resolved by the people who are involved, and that's it. This isn't done professionally or anything like that. And it really sucks that if you want, if it, if it gets to the point where every hardcore show will have to have security guards, that would be awful because yeah. that means no crowd surfing. That's what I was going to say. No moshing at all. Right. I don't want to be policed by any outside. It should be policed from within. Yeah, I agree. So, Jackson, I guess the last thing I have to say to that is this. I would love to see Franz in the mosh pit. Fuck yeah, man. He probably goes in there all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. So we wish Emily the best. And the link for her GoFundMe page will be on the episode description. So if you can, it'd be very nice of you to donate so that she can pay out these medical bills and feel better soon. Yep. All right, last story here, Jackson. So Neck Deep released a charity t-shirt, Mr. Ian, for a good cause. Um, It was actually the shirt that says, um, fuck Neck Deep, mate, their shit. Mm -hmm. I believe that was at the beginning or end of the song Citizens of Earth off their new album. I don't remember. I remember they put it in one of their songs and it blew up. And they ended up making a shirt about it. And actually on the front logo, it says Terry Barlow, which is the dad of Ben Barlow, who just recently passed. And this shirt sold out in an hour. And that is insane. Yeah, we're kind of just bringing it up to show that all the donations went to Type 1 Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. So if yeah. you want to also donate there, you absolutely can. But yeah, you can't get that shirt anymore. Sold out in record time, probably. And Insane. great charity work there. So Yeah, they definitely found a good thing to take out of a bad thing. And you know, sometimes that's what being in a band's all about. It's not always just about the music. It's how you present yourself as a band and just spread some good news out there. And I hope that that's what the fans got from this. And I guess so if that shirt sold out in an hour. I agree. Good way to end the news. I think so, too. Time for new songs. All right, we got a ton of new songs again this week, which makes me very happy. So we're going to start off with the announcement by Dead by April that their new album, Worlds Collide, will be released globally on April 7th. It has 11 tracks, and they have their brand new track, My Heart is Crushable, which is an amazing title. (laughs) And I got to ask you, Jackson, because maybe you're too young for this one, but Uh when you hear Worlds Collide, do you think of something else maybe musically related? I do, but I know it's not what you're talking about. Try Me. It's of a band called New Haven, 
Oh, trust me. Trust <laughs> that is me. not what know. I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, there's a band called New Haven, a very lo- you know local band, and they have a song called World Collide, and it's a really good song. And I knew that wasn't what you were talking about. Oh, see, I was thinking of this. See, I wish people could see the show sometimes. Because How dare you? Jackson is just sitting there, slack-jawed, has no idea what that song is. <laughs> You've no. never heard that song before? I've never heard that song, and I'm totally... I could have went on without hearing it. Oh, come on now. That's Power Man 5000, <laughs> man. Power oh, Man I've 5000. Heard Dude, this song's been played over 10 million times on Spotify. I've never heard that song. I've heard of that band, but is extremely huge well i didn't like the song anyway so therefore i don't care (laughs) boom (laughs) well that's what i think of when i hear worlds collide but i am still obviously everyone knows i'm a dead by april fan so we'll go back to that for a second but i just had to throw that in there always got to throw your little two cents in there ian how dare you i like to have fun man you act like this is a show or this is called like ian hates or like if the show (laughs) is named after you or something i guarantee about your opinion i guarantee you out there people are laughing when I set that up, they were like, I know where he's going. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, let's play a little bit of My Heart is Crushable. By Dead by April. So I know what you're thinking, Jackson, and I'm going to say it. Dead by April does kind of follow a formula with their tracks, for sure. sure. But I'll tell you, man, I don't know what it is about it. They're a band that just hasn't changed, and they do what they love, and I hear it in their stuff, and I just really like it. One thing I definitely want to say about that track, too, is, hey, band that we talked about like a few weeks ago, that's how you do a falsetto. That's But that's how you do a falsetto in your (laughs) Yeah. And also, I'm just finally happy that someone put down my thoughts into lyrics. 
Oh, yeah. I, I actually did enjoy the little bit of lyrics I heard. And what I really enjoyed about this song is, like, whenever a band can successfully put the, like, the synths mm-hmm. in with the guitar Oh, no, no. They're very good at and that. And the drums. Yeah. They, like, key it perfectly mm-hmm. to where it's not overkill. And you're not like, man, when are they going to get rid of that? It's childish kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, they work it perfectly. And yeah. I really enjoyed that track because of that. Like, they nailed it on the head whenever they would do their lead-ups with the guitar. Mm-hmm. And then, the you know, the keys would just come in perfectly with it. That was really good. I like how you steamrolled over my joke about <laughs> that's the way I feel. <laughs> my heart is crushable. I am, I am breakable. <laughs> well, see, I'll tell you why. I thought you were talking about lyrics in it that I, I did not hear of. So I was like, I don't know. It's like a uh, personal thing. <laughs> gotcha. That, I well, that was a joke. <laughs> is that I'm just going around all the time thinking like my heart is crushable. Oh, you I'm poor right. thing. Yeah. That is, it is true. With Valentine's Day coming up, that's how I feel. What? <laughs> what is this, wrestling? I thought the what? next holiday was Easter. What's going on? It, it's not a thing. It used to be. Not anymore. Oh. It was last year. Oh. <laughs> poor Jackson. Oh, shit. But yeah, man. I am looking forward to this new album. I like the track, too. Even though I'm sure people will be like, wow, those are so emo, the lyrics and everything. But... Uh-huh. I like it. I think the falsetto is done correctly. I think that their layering of all the programming and stuff that they do works really well. Just like what Jackson was saying, it's one of the things that will always make them stand out because there are so many bands that can't do it right. And Dead by April always does it right. They're one of the first bands to do it right in the first place. Yep. April 7th, Worlds Collide. Very excited about that, actually. What was that sound? I have no idea. You're making so many weird sounds over there. Dude, I, I'm not even kidding you. I'm like a mess right now, and it's out of nowhere. I don't know what the deal is, man. So, Ian, Senses Fail came out with a new song called Jets to Peru. Mm-hmm. So this is off of their new EP that's coming out soon called In Your Absence, and it's all acoustic. Yep, yes it is. And that's actually kind of ironic. Uh, well, I want to say ironic. It's actually kind of weird because I wasn't expecting um, Senses Fail's new music to be acoustic, especially after what they did with their last album, you know? Yeah, I don't know why they did this. It's a small EP, though. I think it's like five tracks. So why don't we take yeah. a listen to the new track? Jets to Peru. Jets to Peru. <laughs> the only thing I ever need is you smiling right back at me. The world could fall apart. You were my lonely heart. Okay, so I'm going to be honest with you. I actually really like this song. I'm glad you like it. <laughs> <laughs> I I have no problem with the song. Either. The one thing you can definitely tell, too, is that Buddy can still sing. Yep. I just didn't know or expect this direction because I'm sure they're going back to the whole, you know, harder, hardcore kind of stuff that they were doing before. I'm hoping anyways because I thought that stuff was really good. They nailed it. I think maybe they're doing this because they wanted to do something new while going out and doing the Still Searching tour. That's what I'm guessing anyways. Yeah, and it's also a really good switch up, especially if after this EP, their next release is back. 
to what their last album sounded like. You know what I mean? Yeah, why Just not? Just to show more diverse. I mean, they've already showed it, obviously, in their whole entire discography, but they keep the fans on their toes, I guess, is what they're doing. Yeah. And I actually really enjoy it. It's cool. Um, there's no need. If they're, if they're wanting to do an EP, there's no need for them to do a hardcore EP after the right. album they just released. So it is cool to now go soft. And then if they do release another album, you know, after this, they go back to, man, I forget the name of the album. It's something Thorns, right? I actually don't remember either. Yeah, <laughs> by that, I don't remember it either. But their last album was obviously more in the hardcore essence. Yes. So, and I thought yeah, they did I'm a sure good live. Back to it. Oh, yeah, you saw them recently, didn't you? Yep, and I thought they did a very good job. So that's why I was interested in hearing more of that kind of style. But this is good, too. There's nothing wrong with this at all, especially if you like that kind of acoustic Sounds like you're going to like this. I actually really liked it, so I'm really excited for the rest. All right, next one. So we actually have some breaking news with this, too, because I just got a text about this. So the new Motionless and White track that everyone loves called Eternally Yours came out last week after the show, of course. But then also, I literally just got a text saying that they made the album announcement date. The new album, Graveyard Shift, is coming out May 5th. Really? Ian, I have to ask, where did this text come from? Bands in town, baby. Ah, of course. Good or reliable bands in town. Did you think Chris Motionless was texting me? Like, <laughs> hey, buddy, we got, we got this all set. I'm not going to lie. I, I was kind of leading towards that. Look, if anyone out there has any type of connection to Motionless and White, Chris Motionless is someone I definitely want on the show. So somehow oh, you can make that I work. Can imagine. But yeah, let's take a listen to Eternally Yours. Holy shit, Ian. That damn song. Yeah, man. Damn son is what I said. <laughs> I really like both of these tracks so far. I They're not doing anything wrong. Like, it's so good. Nope. Like, this is exactly where I want Motionless and White to be. I completely agree. To me, it is the absolute perfect mixture of Reincarnate and Creatures. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, everyone, I know that I know that Jackson made an announcement about his allergies and everything, and that's why you've been hearing weird sounds throughout this show. But right now, oh, now he now he took him away. He had two tissues stuck I up had his a nose. Feeling you would notice. I tried to get away with it. No, no, no. It wasn't the visual. It's actually I can hear it, and the <laughs> audience was able to hear it. I swear <laughs> they would know you had stuff stuck up your nose. <laughs> Ian, I don't know what to do. My nose is just not having it. No, I just put them back in. Now that I've explained everything, people are going to think it's funny anyway. So just put them back in there. 
I apologize to everybody. My allergies are not having it today. It's okay, man. We're human. Shit happens. I I'm like not it better. Vegan. I am perfect. True. <laughs> True. You're a perfect 10. 10. Thank you. 10. 10. 10. Stop. <laughs> well, I love that track. Oh, yeah. Me too. Sorry, we took a little tangent there, but I'm really looking forward to Graveyard Shift, man. May 5th. That's a great time. I'm hoping I did not see in that in that text, but I'm hoping they have some good pre-orders and all that kind of stuff too because I'm really looking forward to this album. Oh, yeah, me too. And this is one of the ones I've been waiting for for a long time. Uh, Motionless and White has never put out a bad album in my opinion, and I doubt they're going to now, and especially with these last two tracks. You know this. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. The way these two tracks sound already, this is probably going to be their best album yet. And I'm not saying that coming from like a fanboy perspective or anything. You could just tell where this is going and they're not fucking up. Uh, They've just gotten better. And that's how it has been with every album, at least in my opinion. I know a lot of people didn't really enjoy Reincarnate that much. But to me, every album has been an upgrade. And I know this one is going to be the best one yet. Yeah, I have a good feeling about it. I'm very much looking forward to it. So once again, Motionless and White, go listen to Eternally Yours until the new album comes out. I'm going to see them tomorrow live. Mm-hmm. I can't wait till you tell me how that one goes. And especially when you hear their new songs live, oh, you're going to fucking sure. love it. I'm looking forward to it for sure. Wait till you see the show. Oh, oh, I can't wait oh, to hear you oh. talk about it. I'm sorry. Oh, dude, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be great. On to Ghost Key. They have their... Brand new, actually two tracks out. I'm only going to play one of them, but they have Solstice and Ache. Both of them are out right now. Remember that their brand new album, If I Don't Make It, comes out on February 17th through In Vogue Records. And I'm just blown away by this stuff, man. They're killing it. I'm really glad you say that. Um, Ghost Key is a very, very good band. Uh, I've been a fan for quite some time now. And they're just getting better and better. I mean, these new tracks are like, holy shit. And it's kind of hard because the way they're making music, it, it's just screaming. It, it's it's just a it's hardcore genre is what it yeah, is. It's all unclean vocals and pretty much. It's very hard to sound different when you're doing that. Right. But Ghost Key is doing that and they're doing it well. And I cannot wait for this new album. It's going to be their first full length album, I believe, right? Yeah. Why don't we listen to a little bit of Ache? Yep. I agree. Do it. It's like I found one of my new favorite bands. Oh, it's hardcore gold. Well, I always liked them before, but this is all once again. It's like coming together in this album, and you can feel the passion that they have for what they're doing. 
And then there's just something about them that sets them apart from the hardcore scene. And I can't quite put my finger on it. It's almost like they make everything feel epic, but in the right ways. Like we're going to talk about a band that tried to do that later on in the show that I don't think did it. But Ghost Key, I am so excited for this new album. It's going to be unbelievable. I agree. And I have a feeling this is going to be one of those albums that you have to listen to from front to back on the new album. And of course, I say that for every. Well, well we listen to every album. You always want to hear every song. Right. But what I mean is you want to play it from the very first song to the very end nonstop. Right. Because I feel like it will be kind of like an emotional roller coaster kind of thing mm-hmm. where you want to hear the whole album as a whole all at once because I feel like it'll put you. It'll. They they have this really good way of setting a mood. Yes. And that's the epicness that you're talking about. You know what I mean? Yep, exactly. And I feel like if you listen to the album nonstop, front to back, not saying I know this, I just have a feeling, obviously. I feel like everyone is going to be like, holy shit, the last 30 to 40 minutes that I just spent listening to this, I want to do that again. Right. You know what I mean? And you, I want to keep doing that. And then after you do that, then you're going to want to start singling off different tracks and things like that. But they have, like Ian said, an epicness to them. And I'm already picking out verses and lines that i like which i don't often do for hardcore bands you know i don't do the lyrics i (laughs) i don't know it's hard i feel like they don't often come out right it's not your thing no it doesn't seem to be but who knows maybe in the future with in conjunction with something else maybe i played it in ache right there too i loved when he said i took a chance i opened my mouth and let my fucked up thoughts out there was just something about that just going in, leading into this being a personal song. And I really enjoy it. They're a very honest band. Yes. Well, look, they're on tour right now or starting next week, actually, with Silent Planet. Perfect mix. Yeah, it's great. Fucking awesome, man. I don't know. I can't get enough. Like, I am so happy right now in 2017 to have all these new favorite bands, ones that have just cemented themselves into having awesome albums and to be part of everything that I want for this year. Like, I'm so happy... Because we were talking about last week. I mean, Vesta Collide is one of those ones that's right there now. And I've got Ghost Key and so many more that we're going to talk about in the future. But for right now. Yeah, no, it it feels like it's going to be the year of the newcomers kind of deal. Yeah, lots of debut albums for sure. And it's just getting started. It's only January. On to Luke Holland with Time Harbor. So people might recognize the name. Luke Holland was the former drummer of the word alive i don't think he's the current drummer right didn't he leave right he left after the overdose tour and then cameron mazell is on vocals for this track but like i mentioned his name before he's the producer and owner of chango studios and the reason why i'm bringing this whole story up is because i recently did a webinar series with cameron mazell where he was talking about editing and producing and all this kind of stuff. And this was through for today's previous drummer, since for today isn't together anymore, David, who's an amazing drummer. That sounded weird. I'm sorry. For today, they're not a band anymore. Oh, okay. When he said that, I was like, damn. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. But David, who I mentioned before, when I did a Ryan Kirby webinar series as well, that was through David's company, Music Mentors Online. So that's what I did for that. So the reason why I'm bringing up this whole little story here is because when he was doing the demos, you know, showing how to edit and produce and all that kind of stuff, he was using this track to do all that. 
and that was before this track was released. So really? I thought, yeah, so I thought that was kind of interesting because I was like, wait a second, I know that chorus. I've heard that a bunch of times. And I was wondering <laughs> where I'd heard it because Cameron Mazell is actually doing the vocals and all the instruments on this track as well as the mixing and everything while Luke is doing the drumming. So it's a weird mix right now of what they're doing. Like, I'm not sure if the whole, if they're putting out an album where Luke is just doing drums and everyone else is doing other stuff. Like, I'm not exactly sure. I doubt it, honestly. I have a feeling it was just a single thing. It might be. I mean, and regarding the track, by the way, I mean. Do you want to hear it first before you go into it? Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Before I get into it, just play it, yeah. All right, here's Time Harbor. So Jackson, I'll take my time with you right now and tell you that I'm not a huge fan of that track. Yeah, me neither. And see, my issue with this is is that, okay, Luke Connor left the band Word Alive to do his own thing. Cool. Awesome. Do whatever you want. My thing is, is that he is a very, very, very talented drummer. Whenever he does these things, where he does his own song, he I don't feel like he really showcases his talent. Do you? Like, no. It's not, you... He doesn't do anything, you know... That shows like, hey, I'm a fucking badass drummer. Yeah, and there's I'm nothing. Show you how cool I am. <laughs> there's you know, nothing that in that track. There's barely any drums in that track. Exactly, and, it, and it's like, okay, yeah, go do your own thing. But if you're gonna do it, be a badass. And I know he can. That's why it's like, man, whenever Luke Holland releases something new, I expect it honestly something epically, especially on the drums part. For this to be the first thing I hear since his departure, of we're alive is like, well, that's a little upsetting. We'll go with that. Yeah, it's a little different, and obviously this is not our style of music either. The only reason why I'm going to say I know that there was a lot of work put into this track is because I saw it being done, (laughs) and I didn't even see everything. (laughs) So I know there's a lot of work into it. I just, this is not my style, and it's probably not most people that are listening. It's probably not their styles either. But because these are two very well-respected people in the industry, if you don't know who Cameron Mazzell is, he has... So many albums. I just mentioned he's doing Maddie Mullen's side project. But when you go down the list, it's all the bands that we've talked about in the past. I mean, there's Outline and Color. There's Slaves for All Those Sleeping, Memphis Mayfire, Capture the Crown, This Romantic Tragedy, Micah Relocate, A Skylit Drive, Woe Is Me. You just keep going on down the list. He's done it all. So they're two. Yeah, he's been around the block. Yeah, they're two well-respected people in the industry, but this is certainly not the type of music that I would think they'd be putting out. I completely agree with that. So yeah, so look, if that is your style, then look up more of Luke Holland's stuff, and maybe you'll like it. But I think we'll move on now. <laughs> I think we'll just move on from that. <laughs> and we kind of have a palate cleanser with this. Oh yes, track. we do. Yes. So this is fit for an autopsy. They have announced that their brand new album, The Great Collapse, is coming out on March 17th on E1 slash Good Fight Music. So their new track is called Heads Will Hang. So let's take a listen to that.
I like what they're doing there. Oh yeah, me too. I, I, I don't know why, but I just love the heads. Well, hey, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I believe they're getting more political in this album, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, for sure. And I think that's a good direction for them to go. I'm completely fine, especially some heavy music talking about some politics. I'm completely fine with. So I'm looking forward to seeing what the rest of this is like. But that drumming was really great. I like their transitions. So this is a good heavy band to kind of look out for. Yeah, I I completely agree. And I knew you were going to bring up the drumming. I always do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like you got to notice it. You know, there's nothing better than a good drummer. You know what I'm saying? It it totally complements the song so perfectly well. And that's why regarding the whole loop thing, you know when you hear good drumming. And in this, you know, in this song, I don't know the name of the drummer, honestly. I just know the band's called Fit for an Autopsy. But when I hear that, I'm like, damn, that is some fucking good drumming. Yeah. Along with great lyrics and vocals and everything. But there are things that stand out. And to me, when I heard the drumming, I was like, holy shit, this is a fucking jam. I agree. So yeah, let's take a listen for their next track because I'm sure there'll be at least one more single before March 17th. But yeah, keep an eye out for that that new album, March 17th, The Great Collapse on E1 slash Good Fight Music. Yes, sir. It's going to be a good one. So Jackson, I think it's time to go on to tours. Ian, I think you're right. So just a few announcements for me. Like I mentioned before, I'm going to the End Is Here tour with Falling in Reverse and Motionless and White, Issues and Danger Kids. I'm going to do that tomorrow. Then on Saturday, I'm going to see AFI. And then mm-hmm. on Monday, I will be at the I Prevail and Wage War show as well. So Damn. plenty of reviews coming up. And that's not even Look half of it. Yeah, it's a lot of concerts coming up. So, But like we mentioned last week, you should probably just put in your favorite band into Google or Bands in Town or whatever, because I'm sure they're on tour. But oh, we yeah. do have a few things that we'll add for extra. The Robot with Human Hair versus Sean Zillator with Dance Gavin Dance and Sean is out. <laughs> Leave it to them for the name. Of course, of course. And then also Icy Stars are doing their Treehouse tour with special guest DJs on selected dates. Blech. It sounds awful. <laughs> it yeah. just sounds awful. <laughs> when he said it, I was like, oh, yeah. But Ty would like to shout out his buddies, Moonfall. Always. For, oh, well, I, you know, I'm just, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever said that word in my life. So I figured. I know, that's why I wanted to hear you say it so bad. I'm sorry. It would sound very weird, I think, <laughs> coming uh, from uh, me. Ian here, and um, I, I, we're talking about the homies today. Um, <laughs> Is that how I sound? No, I'm just kidding. I was just checking. Okay. No, if I had to do Ian at first, it'd be like, uh, okay, so um, I don't know. I, can't I do thought that was me. That's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, he Sorry. wanted to shout out his buddies, Moonfall, for getting on the Brooklyn date at the Knitting Factory. So I don't know if Moonfall is a DJ or if it's a band. I'm hoping it's a band, but I have not looked it up. So I think it's a band. Ty will text us. is plural in Moonfall. So hopefully it's like band members. Yeah. Ty will text us and let us know, but then I will look them up and listen to their music, too. Yay! More bands listen to. Hooray! <laughs> but yes, so just look up all the other bands, because seriously, everyone's on tour right now. Do I'm it. not sure there's any other band that's not on tour. <laughs> yeah, it's way too long. Okay, I say we get to our favorite part of the show. 
especially with allergies. Hit it. Let's get to reviews. So nice. Silky smooth, baby. <laughs> All right, Jackson. So I'm going to play Wheel of Album Reviews with you right now. And I'm going to say, Ooh. which one would you like to start with? Well, let's do Betraying the Martyrs. Started off good, but not the best. So that's Betraying the Martyrs, The Resilient on Sumerian Records. Okay, so this is definitely, I feel like it's different from their older albums. I don't know if it feels like this to anyone else, but is it heavier to you? No, it's softer. Really? You feel like it's softer? Well, they went from deathcore to metalcore, so you're always going to take a step down technically, right? Yeah. No, you're you're right. I don't know. I guess maybe my Betrayed the Martyrs knowledge isn't all that there yet. But uh, Mine isn't huge either. I know they're French. I know that. (laughs) I know they did a Let It Go cover. I originally thought that they were supposed to be deathcore, but apparently they've moved into metalcore i thought they were always metalcore that's why i don't know when i heard this album i was the first thing that came to my head was wow this is a lot heavier than their older stuff maybe i was completely wrong and i got them confused with someone else if i'm not mistaken you're never mistaken ian let's let's just face it thank you buddy i thought originally that they have a lot of people that are very segmented on what stuff they like from betraying the martyrs and what they don't like they've really really segged out their crowd basically where that first album in 2011 breathe in life i think that was their deathcore album then phantom the one that came out in 2014 was more on the metalcore side and this is kind of supposed to be a mixture so maybe it's softer than breathe in life but harder than phantom but i know they lost a lot of fans with phantom huh interesting I actually didn't know that. Well, now you know. <laughs> well, thank you, Ian. You're so educational. But but no, yeah. if we're going to go, you know, based on this album, I actually really enjoyed the whole album. Front to back, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you this was... A, well, the thing with me is it's not a special album to me. Like, it's there's not nothing unique. that it's like, oh, shit, I need to hear this. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm not getting much out of it. But it's a good album to me. Like, I enjoyed listening to it. And I've been listening to it since it came out, not just for show purposes, but because I've been enjoying it. But I don't know what it is. I feel like later on down the road, I'm going to stop listening to it. Like, not in a, like, a, okay, Jackson, today's the day I stop listening to this album. Or it's going to be like a thing where I just one day just stop listening to it and I probably won't even remember it. It's, it's not special to me. You and I differ on this. Really? Yeah, I will never listen to this album again. Okay. And I it was hard. You're gonna go the other way with this. No, but no. I shouldn't have been surprised. It was hard for me to get through this. Really? Yeah. And they're talented people, and I respect, okay. especially you know, being French and being able to sing it. Like I always think that that's really impressive when bands are able to do that. Absolutely impressive. But I think that this album was very generic, and I think that the clean vocals were very forced. I okay. thought with a lot, yeah. Actually. I thought a lot of the tracks. I was like, I kind of cringed when the oh, <laughs> oh that's yeah, the no, absolutely, oh. man. <laughs> most most every time that it happened, I was like, oh wait a second, this shouldn't be here. 
that kind of feeling. And then oh god. Also, there's just a few things that I wanted to mention that I've never been able to mention before. One of them is what I thought was very funny about this band is that most of the cases in title track names, it's either a random huge line of things or it's like a word or something like that that kind of describes it, but it's not exact. I believe in almost every single track on this album, they said the line. It's almost like they took the chorus and put the name of the track is what the chorus is, which I thought was very funny, which you don't see very often. So I thought that was humorous. And I the, didn't catch that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like every time the chorus came in, it was a clean vocals, lost for words. It's, I'm a loss for words. It's like, okay. <laughs> Thank you for being so specific with what you're saying. I gotcha. And then also, another thing, I don't know if you noticed it, but it's a pet peeve of mine. And I've Uh-oh. never... Never like Ian it. Pet Peeve. Ian Pet Peeve. I should have like a sound bite or something that says <laughs> something. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Ian's Pet Peeve. I'm trying not to do as many sound bites right now, anyways. But yes, sir. The reason I'm saying this is because do you notice when a track ends compared to when a track fades out? Yes. I don't always like listen for it, but I do notice it. I know, like, I know what you mean. It's a pet peeve of mine. When a song fades out with vocals, I do not like that they're still singing. And uh, this band, they no. D- oh come on, man, they're <laughs> singing because they're just singing the same thing over and over again. So they're like, oh, I guess the track's not done, but it doesn't matter what they're saying. So we're just gonna fade out, and they do it on okay. like every fucking track. <laughs> so it's just it's it's a pet peeve of mine. We've been doing the show for over a year. I don't think I've ever mentioned it before. No, you haven't. Yeah, because it doesn't happen that often. But in this album, it happens all the time. So I'm going through some of that kind of stuff. Look, I thought the guitar work <laughs> was really good. I love your nitpicking. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's always a good one. Thank you. But that is where it kind of ends for me. I love the vocals. I, I love his deep vocals. I think they're very good. I'm not going to lie to you. Some Maybe of it's okay. Maybe there's an issue with the way they compose their music. Yeah. But when it comes to individual talents, they got it. Maybe they just haven't found what their thing is yet and that's what i think it is i think the clean vocals took me out of it a lot and then also the lyrical content of their music (laughs) as well (laughs) can't stop won't stop this is why we do it blah 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 like i just it's hard i'm angry about things very specific (laughs) like i swear in one of the songs they said i'm angry about this it's like okay thanks oh shit yeah this is not for me and that is perfectly understandable, Ian. Thank you for sharing your thoughts on this wonderful evening. Can I play the best track for me? Ian, you can do whatever you want. Thank you, man. Or should I play the worst track? That would really piss people off. <sighs> okay, which is your best track and which is your worst track? Best track is probably parenthesis, dis, unparenthesis, connected. Okay, and which is your worst? Take Me Back. Okay, I can agree with that. My yeah. best was Regenerated, <laughs> but okay. Play, play your worst track. Okay. I want to hear I want to hear where your nitpicking comes into play. Well, I think right from the start this track is so weird. So <laughs> Do it please. All right. Here's Take Me Back.
All right, that one actually, I forgot, had the clean vocals in the front and gotcha. not really where they normally have it anyways. Not the formulaic way they were going about. Well, I don't know. They try to make everything very epic as well, so you can hear <sighs> that. I wanted people to hear that in the background too, but I will agree with you. I do like his unclean vocals. I love it. I wouldn't say love, but I do like it, but I think the other things take away so much from that that that's mm-hmm. my issue. Okay. I, I'll tell you this. I can see where you're coming from, but like that track, that's your worst track. I actually enjoy that track, but that's just one of those things where I enjoy it and you don't. It's actually kind of rare nowadays, don't you think? I, I feel like on the last couple of reviews, we've kind of always been on the same key. Well, you either, you most of the time like something more than I do, or you like something, or you hate something more than I do. I don't gotcha, know. It's okay. one. Of, you know what I mean. It's one. But of those. either way, we both will like it, or we both yeah. will hate it. You know what I mean? Like, look, there's never one where you're like, it's bad, and I think it's good. Except if we're going into like Coldplay and Twenty One Pilots, that's a different thing. But I'm I'm talking about like the reviews we've been doing. Yeah, we usually agree. Don't but forget Jackson. I don't know Jackson. what it is. I can't agree that this was that bad. Well, don't forget Jackson. We talked music on this show, so there's two other things you mentioned. Yeah. That's okay. Weird. Okay. Okay. No, I. Th- <laughs> <laughs> I believe that this has its place. I think there are going to be people that like it, but I think there are also going to be a lot of people that were fans of theirs from the beginning that they will continue to lose from this. I think that they were trying. It's almost like they were trying too hard. This is a band that I don't think you need the epic feel to it, so I don't think they layer that stuff very well because I think it gets monotonous. And then, like I said, I don't think the clean vocals should have been where they were. And I think if they had gotten rid of some of that and upped their lyric game a little bit more... I think it would be good, but this is a third album. So they've kind of cemented where they're going to be most likely, which means I'm not going to be as excited for their next release because I have no reason to listen to any of these tracks again. I understand, Ian. Mr. Ian. (laughs) (laughs) So is there anything else you'd like to say about this album? I will admit I hope their next album is a lot better. That's all I can say about it. I enjoyed the album for what it was. Um, I didn't. Ex- I don't expect too much from it. You know, it, it was a good album to me. Nothing special. I really hope the next one is better. We'll see. We'll see for sure. But just once again, for anyone that wants to check it out, Betraying the Martyrs, The Resilient, on Sumerian Records. Boom. All right, well, you know what? Let's continue that trend on for a second. And let's do Death Havana, All These Countless Nights, on So Recordings. So, Jackson, I don't have a whole lot to say here. We don't get paid for doing this show. (laughs) That's a great start. Yep. So, I don't like listening to things that I don't want to listen to. I tried because I've actually never listened to Death Havana before. So, I wanted to see what all the hullabaloo was about. (laughs) The what? I'm sorry? The hullabaloo? The hullabaloo. Okay. Okay. Word of the show. Hullabaloo. So I said, hey, well, why not listen to this? Because they're out on tour with like Jimmy World and shit, like huge, huge tour. So I made it through three songs. (laughs) And then I skipped through all the rest. Like I went to each track and then I skipped through it to see if it didn't all sound the same. But to me, it did. Of course. And since I don't listen to the radio, I don't know what radio soft rock normally sounds like, but I would assume that's what it is. So I would say out of the bands that I know, they don't sound like the Killers, but they sound like Kings of Leon. And that's not a good thing. No, that is not. At least in my, <laughs> with my music taste, that is not a good thing. So I don't know what gets played on the radio. My knowledge is very limited. 
but that is what I would assume is radio soft rock, and I don't like that. <laughs> Ian, you couldn't have said it any nicer. How about that? Yeah, I thought that was okay, right? I mean, that was, look, that was a good way to put it without being mean. They have talent. There's no doubt about that. It's just not the style of music. Like it's like if we were reviewing Nickelback right now or Three Doors Down. How dare you? Well, that's what I feel like this stuff is. Like I'm not. <laughs> I just it's not the style that we talk about on the show. But yeah. it was worth a shot, I guess. Right? <laughs> it was worth a shot. No, Ian, it wasn't worth a shot. I did not enjoy this. Neither did you. Therefore, it wasn't <laughs> worth it. Well, no, there you go. <laughs> there you go, everyone. That's Death Havana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I honestly have nothing to add to that. It, it was basically what you said. Yeah. All right. Deaf Havana, all these countless nights on So Recordings. Hey, everyone, guess what? We took a small break because there were lots of issues with Jackson's sinus issue and connectivity issues so this is the end of part one and then right away we're going to go into part two so it's not even like there's going to be any break for you it's just a break for us yay break for us (laughs) i needed it as you can see i sound so much or not see my bad as you can hear i sound a lot better now you're still not good with the whole words thing but oh no 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 that's you know that but that's always sinus or not i'm always a little shitty with the words but hey that's okay that's a jackson staple Well then, right now, let's go to part two, where we continue with our reviews. All right, Jackson, I think it's time to do some Danger Kids. Let's fucking do it. The Blacklist underscore paid vacation records. Jackson, I know you're a big fan. I want to hear from you first. Okay. First of all, I had very low expectations coming into this album, and I do not know why. I liked the singles. I just felt like if that was their singles, mm-hmm. then I don't see anything getting better. Gotcha. Which is not you know, a way you want to go into listening to an album. Sure. But to be honest with you, I actually enjoyed the album a lot more than I thought I would. Um, I thought that the singles that weren't released early were actually stronger than the singles they pre-released. Mm-hmm. But no, yeah, it was it was a really solid album. I'm not going to say, or I think the last time was called Collapse, I believe. Yes, uh, 2013, right. yep. Yeah, 20, man, whew. I know, It right? even feels longer, to be honest <laughs> with you. I feel like they've been like in complete hiatus forever. They really have been. But it see, the thing with this album is that it has a lot of good songs, mm-hmm. but it's not like Collapse, where it has like two or three songs that are just like standouts, and it's like, these are hits. This album didn't produce any hits, if I you see. ask me, for Danger Kids. You know what I right. mean? Like, it's a bunch of good work, but there's nothing that stands out to, let's say, a new listener. I can see that, yeah. What I was kind of thinking for this album, let's get some of the intro stuff out of the way for people that have never heard Danger Kids before. Five-piece band with a unclean vocalist and then a clean vocalist that does mostly rapping. He does a little bit of screaming every once in a while, but mostly his role is a rapping hip-hop role correct yep so they're gonna get the automatic sounds like lincoln park kind of vibe and they do from time to time it's not all the time but that is probably your strongest comparison that you would take from them because they got the electronic with the rap rock 
a little post-hardcore in there with the unclean vocals. So what I will say for this is they definitely flow everything together very well. Mm-hmm. I see it a little bit as like the Siler way of doing things. Gotcha. That's a good thing. I just, I think I'm with you. I think it's a good album. It just doesn't hit me really hard like, wow, they did a lot different from Collapse. And they are a unique band because of what they're inherently doing. It does set them apart in the metalcore, post-hardcore scene. You talked about when you have the review for the End Is Here tour and the review I will have next week for the same tour. They're on a bill with a lot of different bands because even Issues is different from Danger Kids. Oh yeah, for sure. So that's kind of the way you should go into listening to this. And, you know, there's the, you know, the little funny nitpick things like I had for Betraying the Martyrs. I'm not a huge fan when a band mentions Uh-oh. the name of the album in their songs, you know. Right. It's that kind of stuff, but what I will say about this album cuz I did listen to it a bunch of times, you can hear that they are very passionate about the music that they're playing. Mhm. So that's something that's always going to win me over a bit. So I can completely understand. I think everyone should understand if this isn't necessarily your scene or your style of music, that you can still see that they are really putting a lot into doing what they love. Couldn't have said it any better, Mr. Ian. Um, that is one thing they definitely do. Whether they have hits or not, you definitely feel the passion that they put into their music. And that's why I keep listening to this album no matter what I've said about it, it kind of just has this thing to me, though, where I just keep listening to it. And I don't know why. Every time I hear it, it's like sometimes I'll hear something different. I'll be like, oh, look, that was cool. Or, you know, stuff like that. It's it's just a really different album. It's way different than anything that was released last year. Or I mean, it's like you said, they're totally different from everybody else. So it's always interesting to hear it over and over. No, I, I agree with that. And that's the thing. If that's your style, then it works out perfectly. If not, the other thing is I wasn't expecting them to change too much, I guess. But I think I was expecting a little bit more for being away for four years. I was expecting a little bit more than some more guitar solos. And they actually scaled down the unclean vocals a bit, which Agreed. I'm not sure if that's the right direction, you know? I, I agree. Their, their unclean vocalist has a very, very strong voice. Mm-hmm. And for them to see, for us to see them tone it down was kind of a letdown. And it's like you said, when when you come back from a four year uh, break of doing nothing, you expect a fucking comeback. Like, oh shit, like this is a jam. Yeah. You know what I mean? And all they did was actually tone it down. Right. It's still good, but they're toned down from what they used to be after this big break, which is the opposite of what you would expect from most bands in our scene. Right. But. I will tell you this, though, they are going to get popular or already are on that popularity rise because they're even getting played on like satellite radio and stuff, too. I did see that, actually. That was really cool. A band like this normally wouldn't have that kind of exposure. Mm -hmm. So that is a good thing for them. Keep that in mind. I also just another little nitpicky thing. I Uh noticed this and I know I brought it up on the show before a few times, actually. But there was one of those lyrical things that I have a pet peeve with where they said, blank, burn, blank, to be the king of the ashes. <laughs> and, and I'm still, I don't get it. Because it's such a specific lyric, how can so many bands be using it? And I don't know where it came from. Where did that line ever come from? Is that some random like 
idiom or something that people have used in the past? I don't know. <laughs> it's, de- it's definitely used over and over. I have no idea where it came from, but it's for sure not original. No. I mean, <laughs> oh, man, I just between the Norma Jean album and now this one, that's twice. And I'm sure there's many there's more. more. That's <laughs> just of what we know. And it's, I know you know even more. Yeah, I can mean, start ridiculous. rattling the list off. It's just, and the thing is, yeah. is that it's not like a cliche lyric to where you even know what it means. I don't know what the fuck it means. King of the Ad- Okay, what does that mean? Especially in the context that they use it in. Especially Danger Kids, you know? <laughs> like, well, right, right. right. You but expect that from Danger Kids. This album is, for being a little toned down on the Uncleans, it's an aggressive album. There are a couple tracks on there because a lot of it, especially when you're doing the rapping part, they're bringing a lot of their real life into it. So mm-hmm. a lot of this was like a hey, we're still here, we're relevant, and we're good at what we do album, kind of trying to prove the naysayers wrong, you know? No, Yeah, no, you're right about that. The lyrics are actually more aggressive than the Collapse album. It's just the music style is toned down. But you're right, the lyrics are like, damn. Right. They're definitely like came back with like a piss, like, yeah, yeah, we're here. <laughs> right, right. Well, I will say... They also continue that toned down part a little bit because they actually end the album on an acoustic track called Invisible Summer. And even though that could be kind of cliche for a typical metalcore or post-hardcore band to do that, it's actually different for them to do something like this. And it actually shows some range and depth. It does, and it's actually a pretty good song, too. I enjoyed it. Did you? Oh, yeah. It's not a bad song at all. It's just... For them, I would actually have not expected it. Oh, no, me either. When it came on at the end, I was like, wait, what? Well, let's do this, Jackson. What's your favorite track? Let's play a piece for people. Things Could Be Different. Yeah, that's a fun track. Exactly. To me, that's by far the best song on the album. And I hate to say it, but there's not that many that come close to it. <laughs> well, that's also one of their yeah strongest tracks as well. What's a good one, just to show people kind of the dichotomy of the vocals, what's one with a lot more of the rap? One of the ones to me that have the most rap is probably Inside Out. I think that gives more of a feel of the whole album. Let's take a listen. There you go. 
So that's kind of a taste there. <laughs> yeah. I think I would recommend this album, especially if you're looking for something different within the scene that we normally talk about, especially. I completely agree. I definitely recommend this to everybody. And once again, I am looking forward to seeing them live as well. Ooh, I can't wait for you to tell me about it. Ooh. So, Jackson, that is Danger Kids, the blacklist, underscore, paid vacation records. I just always have to say underscore. Uh, I'd, I'd leave it out, man. <laughs> but it does have underscore. one. It does have one. <laughs> You're right, it does. So, next up, we got JT Woodruff releasing his album, Lonesome off in vogue records and this is a all acoustic album just so everybody knows the little background behind it so what'd you think man (laughs) actually i enjoyed it i actually didn't really think about this album too much going into it i actually recently found out probably two weeks before he was even releasing this that there was an album coming out right of just him and i actually really enjoyed it it was it was a fun listen to me from front to back it was real chill you know just listen to it while you're driving just (laughs) Nice and relaxing. It was that kind of thing. He's got a really good voice, yes, too. Of course. I really enjoy it. He has a very like smooth, just great voice for a one-on-one kind of deal. Yeah, for anyone who hasn't listened to the show before or forgot this, JT Woodruff is the lead singer of Hawthorne Heights. Yes, that Hawthorne Heights. So just in case you weren't aware, so maybe that'll bring some you know, cachet to this conversation as well. But he does have a great voice, as you know from listening to Hawthorne Heights. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it's emo, folk, pop, you know, that kind of thing. But what I will (laughs) say is I wouldn't necessarily, it's hard to necessarily call it pop, though. I would say in beat and rhythm, it can be considered poppy, but I wouldn't consider it by the lyrics because the lyrics are pretty much all depressing. (laughs) Yeah, they are. That's kind of the way I look at it. And I think he does, too, because I think he said something similar when I saw him do the acoustic tour. But I would say in general, this isn't normally my style, but it's a nice thing to put on every once in a while. Ian, this is never your style. You say every <laughs> time a soft album comes up like this, it's it's good. It's just not Look, so, my style. Sometimes he has tracks that sound like brand new, and I like brand new a lot. I'm not taking it. <laughs> what is I'm that not mean? taking it. No. Well, look, I actually have a song that I really, really like on this album. Put that shit on, Ian. Put it on. All right. It is called Suitcase. Why I'm still here and you're gone. Alone you can't belong, I've been strong. Holding you up, picture my father. Yeah, man, there's something about that track that I like a lot. Very mellow, country, western, 
punk, emo, folk, JT, Hawthorne, mashup. Are, are these all hashtags that you're going to be using later? <laughs> Sorry to go on a little hashtag rant there for a second. Those are all the first words that come to my head when I hear that track. Gotcha. Well, thank you. Would you recommend this album to people? I would. I really would. It's it's really mellowed out. Really good voice. I mean, he's got an act for this stuff. Yes. You know, and and it's really cool to support him not just with Hawthorne, but on his his solo project. And it's not just the fact of supporting him for nothing. It's actually good music. Agree. Um, so I I definitely recommend it to everybody. Very nice. That is J T Woodruff with Lonesome on In Vogue Records. All right. I think we're going to pump it up a little bit with this next band. This Pump is... Up. What did you do? <laughs> Nothing. Oh, you don't get to get away with that. What was that? I said, pump it up. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I thought I was going to go unnoticed. Nope, it did Nothing not. Nothing gets by Ian. Damn straight. Damn straight. Damn straight. See, I heard you say that too. <laughs> I would hope so. This damn mic. <laughs> You can hear the damn dog scratching their nuts downstairs. Sure. Whoa. Let's not work blue, all right? We're better than that. Next album, please. <laughs> it is Wars. We are islands, after all, on Spine Farm Records. This is a band from the UK. This is their debut full album. This might be the reason why you haven't heard of them, is because they are that UK band, as we mentioned. Post-hardcore, metalcore and I think it's a very good first debut album. I'll tell you what. Oh, jeez. It's not a bad album. I heard it once, and I didn't listen to it again. Oh. I don't know. I, I didn't get anything out of this. Really? Okay. Like, I I, <laughs> I feel like an ass talking about <laughs> it. but You got to be like honest, I, man. Yeah, I mean, I was listening to it, and I was just like, man, give me something. Every, every track, like, there was... I mean, it wasn't bad music or anything, but I just didn't feel as if there was like strength into what they were playing. I don't know what it was. I did. I didn't get anything out of it. I I don't know if it's just me or if it's them. It, it wasn't special to me at all. It, it wasn't out there. Hmm. See, for me, I liked the difference between the clean and unclean vocals, and I also liked that a lot of times they sounded like old school post hardcore. Because I think right now, over in the UK, a lot of bands are still continuing with that old school post-hardcore sound. So it kind of resonates with me, especially with my love of Funeral for a Friend, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I kind of hear like tinges of that in this music. Your love. <laughs> you said your love of Funeral for a Friend. Damn fucking straight. Very intimate love for the band Funeral for a Friend. Yes, I think anyone who listens to this show knows that. Oh, yeah, for sure. So that's what I would say about this. And I know for sure they are not reinventing the wheel. They're not doing anything no. different. There's no doubt about that, and I would never claim it. It's the same thing that we were talking about with Betraying the Martyrs. I don't think that they're doing anything different, but I definitely would. I would be more drawn to this than I would be to that. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. So let me play a song called Soul Sick and people can make their own judgment, okay? Okay. 
the thing that makes that band stand out more for myself is that transition between that unclean vocal to the drum fill with the high clean vocals. That's very old school post-hardcore. I gotcha. I guess my mind loving post-hardcore so much, my mind goes to looking for those moments throughout this album. Aww. <laughs> Shut up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know sign is having motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> hey, it's not bad. It's not bad. I, I don't know. I, I didn't like it. No, uh, it... I'll tell you what. I recommend it to anybody. I, oh, this sure. isn't something that I hear, and I'm like, this is bad. No one needs to hear this. I think other people will like it. It's just, to me, it's nothing. I understand. Yeah, and I'm obviously going to recommend it because I think if you're looking for that old-school, post-hardcore feel, you're going to get it on this album. Plus, I think for a debut album, this is a good intro into the scene. Yeah, I agree with that. So there's plenty of room to evolve or grow, whatever you want to call it, for that sophomore album. You always give the benefit of the doubt. I try, man. I really try. <laughs> You're such a positive person, aren't you, Nate? Everyone who listens to the show would say that. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone, if you do want to check it out, the band's name is Wars. So that's Wars. W-A-R-S. We are islands, after all, on Spine Farm Records. Spine Farm. <laughs> Anyways, anyways, last album we're going to finish it out with is a much better album, in my opinion. Whoa. Yeah. (laughs) Curses (laughs) releasing the album Chapter One Introspect off Eminence Records. This album, to me, is an all-out jam from beginning to end. That's what I really liked about this album. It's like real powerful, and I, I really like the lyrics, too. I like the whole theme behind it. I'm even going as far to say I was even loving just looking at the damn artwork of the album. Like oh, sure. I just I just really liked a lot about it, you know? And I've never heard of this band before either. Yeah, it's tough because there are like 50 bands named Curses. Exactly. When I heard Curses, I was like, you know what? I don't know who that is, but I know I've heard that before off of this and this and that. And it's, and it's insane. But I like this Curses. <laughs> For me, this was a fun metalcore album. I said I've been waiting on one of them in 2017 at least. The only good metalcore album we've gotten in 2017 so far is Vesta Collide, I believe, right? Well, it's a month in, man. Well, hey, I'm sorry. And actually, I've been waiting for you to stop using goofy voices. (laughs) Oh, really? Well, that's very rude of you. Maybe sometimes when I feel uncomfortable. I I asked you to stop using a goofy voice. No, fuck off. <laughs> For a second, I was like, dude, what the hell did I do this? <laughs> that oh. one had to sink in. Yeah, what a setup oh, that, was, that was. That, that was mean. See, what? everybody, he oh. is mean. You see? <laughs> Look at that. First, he said, no sinus motherfucker, and now this. That's I said, no sinus having motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, see? Look, he called me a mother effer, and that was not nice. Oh, you're censoring yourself now? <laughs> I can do what I want. I do what I want. I do what I want when I want. There you go. Bam. (laughs) I did enjoy this album. I thought for a debut album as well, I think this is another good intro to the scene. And once again, I don't think that they're reinventing anything here. I don't think that they're stepping out 
of the shackles of metalcore or anything, but they're making a fun album that should get them noticed. And I think that's what matters in this instance. I see a little bit of Ice Nine Kills in their Uncleans, which I like. So I enjoy that very much. I like the different vocal styles because they were all over the place with all the different ranges in clean and unclean vocals. And yeah, very energetic as well. So let's play a part of Death Adder. Hit it! There we go, man. I like it. I love it. Whoa, hell. <laughs> Why don't you marry it then? Oh, great. That was Got- a good one, Ian. Gotcha. <laughs> this is real now! Motherfucker! <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, I don't know if you felt it too, but when we were listening to that track, Death Adder, when the uncleans go into the clean vocals chorus... There's a specific moment where they could have easily gone back into the uncleans, but instead continued on with another part of the chorus. Right. And not a lot of bands do that. It was kind of tricky the way they were playing the formula, I guess I would say. No, I completely agree. Now, even though they're, you know, a metalcore band, they don't stick to the, you know, basic metalcore formula, and that is always refreshing to hear. I agree. So I would recommend this album. Jackson, I think you would as well. I recommend this album. So I'm not even sure. Did you say the full title? Uh, Yes, Chapter 1 Introspect. I, th- I think that's the full title, yep. right? So it's Curses, Chapter 1, colon, Introspect, Imminence Records. Yay. So I know that one was a little bit harder for people to find, but I believe they're going to be on Spotify soon. Yep, they're on iTunes. So if you have iTunes, check them out. All right. <laughs> So that ends our album reviews for this week. So the upcoming albums for February 3rd are possibly Afterlife, The Vicious Cycle on Stay Sick Records, Courage My Love with Synesthesia on Warner slash Invogue Records, Lower Than Atlantis, Safe in Sound, Easy Life slash Sony Records, The Menzingers, After the Party on Epitaph Records, and Less Than Jake, Sound the Alarm EP, Sleep It Off Records. So 
Once again, the card is subject to change, but those are some albums that are coming out on Friday, February 3rd. Yep. So stay tuned for that. For that. For that. Yeah. So now it's time for Breakdown from the Past. If you think we're going to kiss your ass just to get a good review in your magazine, well, you're mistaken, my friend. Take a self-righteous poser, wannabe writer, candy-ass pencil. Shove it up your ass! Shove it up your ass, you punk! Shove it up your ass! Einstein. Hey, Einstein. What do you hey. have for breakdown from the past? Bro, what do I have for breakdown from the past? Are you really asking me this, this this question? I feel like when you ask that, you're like questioning me, but not in like the nice way. Just like, yo, I know you have some shit breakdown from the past, so let's just hear you spit it out already. Yep. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> Anyways, Ian, my breakdown from the past is a band called A Sudden Revive. They released a kick-ass EP called Second Nature. And that's actually the only thing they ever released, I believe. It is. Oh, look at you. The knowledge and whatnots. But no, yeah, uh, it's a local band from Dallas that I used to jiggity-jam back in the Dizzy. Ugh. Um, <laughs> what, what was that? I said Ugh. Um, so mm. yeah, I'd like everyone to hear the song Relapse featuring Mark McSpadden which is actually a singer from one of the previous Breakdown from the Past bands, uh, Windwalker. Okay, I'm going to try it out right now. You're so nice. Heavy band, yo. Jams for days, man. Well, it's an EP. <laughs> okay, whatever. It's one of those really good... You know how like when you go to a show in your area and they got like two or three local bands starting it up? This is definitely the local band that everyone always looked forward to and it's like, oh shit, you know, it's going to be good when a sudden revive is opening up. Gotcha. So what happened to him then? Actually, well, I do know that the singer started a new band called The Harbors. Mm-hmm. But they've only released one single so far, which is actually pretty good. But they haven't done anything else yet. Okay. But that's all I know at the moment. All right. Well, nice. So what's the name of the band and the EP again? A Sudden Revive with the EP is Second Nature. Check it out. There we go. So my breakdown from the past today comes to you from a box of albums that I found when I was moving around shit in my apartment. Oh, boy. I just happened to look through the box. I was like, holy shit, look at all these autographed albums and shit and i picked up an album that i completely forgotten about and the name of the band is kill your ex 
That sounds very, very educational, fun, healthy band. Yeah, exactly. They are <laughs> rock slash alternative slash emo, and they had their one and only, I believe. They might have had an EP before, but this full-length album was their only one that came out in 2008. And what I was surprised about right away, which I had forgotten, is they have 15 tracks on this album. Holy shit. And they're all full songs, I believe, too, if I'm not mistaken. So that's impressive for a debut album, especially now we talk about people having interludes and intros and all that kind of stuff to just go for it and really try and knock it out of the park. I think they did a very good job with that. Yeah, no, that's it's real gutsy, especially with the debut album when most likely you're even paying for that on your own. Yeah. You know, a 15 track album is pricey. Absolutely. You know, there are bands that have the money to do that and they're okay with putting out a 10 or 11 song album with two interludes and it's like thanks for these nine new tracks which is like a lower band's ep very true so let's take a listen to hades and demeter oh man these names are killing me <laughs> kill your ex with a hades and whatever well, it's a little different than you're gonna think it is so be prepared like that that was really good i don't think i've ever suggested a band that you haven't liked oh ian stop that (laughs) just just take the damn compliment (laughs) son of a bitch you know i hate it i hated it no don't say that (laughs) no no it was really good that's a good one another good one from ian yeah it's all right it's all right Uh... so check check them out kill your ex and i don't even know if i named the album that this is on it's called from Words to Motion, and it came out in 2008. And I think you can definitely hear that kind of vocal style that they're using from you know late 2000s and whatnot, but I think it works well, and it's an interesting album to take a listen to. No, yeah, I'll definitely be checking it out after hearing that track. What was that track called again? Hades and Demeter. Hades and Demeter. Yeah, Demeter. No. 
All right, Jackson. It's a killjoy. <laughs> it is time now to go on to another question segment. Ah, shit. See, that song works because <laughs> the person is laying awake at night thinking of questions to ask. See what I mean? Oh, my gosh. It just works out perfectly. So is that the, really what it was from the beginning, though? Is that why you picked this song? Yep, that is why. Mm-hmm. So this is actually kind of an internal question because it's Ty's question. And it's going to lead us into a topic. And that's kind of why this is brought up. So, Jackson, Ty is wondering... If either of us was the president of the United States of America, who would we want to perform in our inauguration? Now, after much thought, actually it didn't take much thought. Yeah, sure. The only question I have, and I'll let you answer this because you're the only one I can actually talk to right now, <laughs> is <laughs> how many bands can we name on this situation? Say two. Okay, two. Ian, right now, I guarantee you, you can guess the two bands that I'm going to say. Devil Wears Prada. You got one. Four today. No, close. Shit. Go ahead. What's the other Silent one? Silent Planet. There you go. Okay, Silent Planet. That makes sense. Boom. That's it. I mean, it's it's a given. Devil Wears Prada and Silent Planet both put on amazing shows, great lyrics, especially with Silent Planet's new album. There's actually... um Fuck, what's the name of that song? Um, he he has a couple. Or Silent Planet has a couple songs towards the end of the album that refer to when Trump becomes president. Not saying that they were like guessing it, but just kind of the way that America is going and their certain situation right now, and saying how everyone needs to, you know, stand for something. You know, kind of like the whole marching and everything that's going on right now. It, the song's called "No Place to Breathe." There that's you go. I can't remember the lyrics. Another thing I can't remember because I have horrible memory. Sure. But there was actually a lot of people in the protests that if you go on their Twitter, you can see a lot of the women's marches and a lot of the protests, even by the men, had lyrics from the song No Place to Breathe on their um, their poster boards or their picket signs or whatever it is. Gotcha. And because it really is a true song about you know how America is, but not in a negative way. It's more of a, you know a positive way how we could all come together, make a real better America, not this uh, dictatorship that Trump's trying to pull on this bullshit. So, yeah, I would have positive bands come on before me. Long story short, sorry I went on a side rant. Yeah, look at you getting all political. Yeah, I know. I shouldn't have done that. I hate getting political because I start slurring my words and (laughs) I start getting heated inside and it's like, fucking, oh, man. We're a very honest show. So it's yeah. completely just, fine. Just take it away, Ian, before I keep going all and right, I start right. actually saying names and stuff. <laughs> so for me, I'm thinking because I'm president, apparently the president has all the power ever. And before, people <laughs> used to think of the president as a figurehead. But apparently lots of things are getting passed that people didn't expect. So for my two bands that I would have at the inauguration, I would just force bands to get back together to play the inauguration <laughs> so okay yeah since this question can basically be like name two of your favorite bands or whatever you know i figure this brings a little bit of a twist to it is i'm gonna bring two bands that i love back and force them to play so those bands would be force keyword force force yeah 
because they're not getting back together. But yeah, he's fucking president. This yeah. is Ian president we're talking about. Damn straight, everyone would be super happy. <laughs> We'd have a kick-ass national anthem. I could tell you that for sure. Oh, gosh. But at least for this, I would bring back My Chemical Romance. Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. And Funeral for a Friend. I knew Funeral for a Friend. I did not expect My Chemical Romance. I mean, how else are they going to get back together? I couldn't tell by the big My Chemical Romance flag behind you that you were going to guess that. Nope. Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> Those are actually really good picks, though. And I guarantee you, you everyone would jam that more than my two picks. But your two picks are good, too, though. Oh, thank you, Ian. You're so nice. You know I'm a huge Silent Planet fan. Oh, yeah, for sure. So the next part of this that we were talking about a lead-in is Ty was using his editorial nature. And he (laughs) said, you know, since, unfortunately, there are bannings of certain nationalities coming into the country right now, he said, hey, Ian... Would you use that power to ban Frankie from Emir? Emir. And I thought that was funny because obviously I, I wouldn't ban anyone from anything. But it leads into something. Ty also went ahead, and this is where we were alluding to back earlier, much, much fucking earlier in this episode. Oh, yeah. About kind of teasing a ban that we were going to joke about and talk about and there's two separate articles uh, because now frankie is just going on a bunch of interview stuff because the new album's coming out and for anyone doesn't know frankie is the lead singer and i use that term very loosely i was about to say when you say that it doesn't even sound right yeah very very uh... very very loosely of a mirror and i'm not going to do the mirror thing because it's going to get boring because i'm going to keep on having to do it (laughs) But for one, in the one interview, and this is the one that I think really annoys me, and he does a good job of annoying me, so I'm going to admit that right away. (laughs) When you said he does a good job, I was like, wait, what? Yeah, of annoying, of annoying. But I'm going to read a quote from him. So he says, I think that the whole people just going out of their way to shit on it in a mirror has got played out. And I think that people have been doing it for so long that now whenever anyone does it, it's like, dude, really? You're going to fucking throw this card again? And honestly, 97% of the comments that are negative on the internet are surely things based in ignorance. They don't come from any factuality. There's nothing to base it off of. If they're like, I don't like this band, blah, 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 and they suck a guitar. It's just like, who the fuck is, what are you talking about? question mark now i'm going to interject because that's the end of that part there it takes someone who isn't smart enough and isn't (laughs) witty enough to come back from insults to say that it's jumping on the bandwagon to insult someone so he's comparing himself right now to a nickelback or something like that and it's just simply not the case nickelback makes really bad music so people make fun of it amur has been making really bad music for a really long time so people make fun of it it's not a bandwagon plus obviously he's not going into specifics but we have said in multiple occasions why amir sucks and it's way more than just the guitar and we've actually said that for this new album that they're doing that josh is the only good part of the band that we yep. know about with the guitar but we've also mentioned that in the two singles that we played on the show and talked about frankie once again is diluting 
what Josh is doing to make him do standard riffs that he's better than. Exactly. It, I mean, it's awful. It, yeah. <laughs> and it's every song, too. It's it's just the same, Amir, guys. Uh, it, you can go on down the list of albums. It, it's the same shit. If anything, it's getting worse. Yeah. So here's the thing, people. If there was a bandwagon, then I'm the fucking bandwagon. And everyone's yeah. jumping on me making fun of them for being shit. Okay? So if Frankie wants to talk like that, let's not pretend... Like there aren't people out there that have legitimate issues with the shit music that they have. You see what I mean? Right. So he knows what he's doing. Like obviously, look, we're talking about them, but I've never made any excuses saying that we wouldn't be an honest show where we talk about everything. And sure, we plugged the album a bunch of times. So everyone, if you want to listen to Amir, you are more than welcome to. I might think less of you for doing it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, not for listening to it, for enjoying. For enjoying it, because <laughs> right, we're you gonna can listen to it if you want to like make someone laugh or like yo yo yo, you want to hear some awful shit? Yeah. Man, let me put this on for you. Kudos. Some band, some band recently put up a comment section on Facebook. They put like a status update that said, "Hey, I want you to go ahead and put a band that really you think sucks, that is really really bad, and then once you put that on, someone else will comment." on your comment with a song that you should listen to that might change your mind. And I was like, wow, that's fucking perfect. Because it's not trolling, because you're being honest about how you feel. So I did. I went ahead and I put a mirror. And there were bands like Blood on the Dance Floor and Sleeping with Sirens. And like the, you know, the list went on. Black Veil right. Brides, like all that kind of stuff. So I put a mirror down. And it took a while because no one had anything for a mirror to make them sound good. Of course. And then someone seriously put solar flare whatever the fuck. Uh, and that the was the only comment. And I was like, come on, man. Do you think that I haven't heard that song? Like, yeah. <laughs> you're supposed to be going deep into a person's catalog and finding a good fucking days. track. He knows what he's doing and he is getting attention for his stuff. And if that's what you guys want to do, listen to it, then that's completely fine. But I will never, ever listen to someone tell me that I'm jumping on a bandwagon and making fun of someone. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. Right. And it's not a bandwagon. They're just bad. If it's bad music, then you say it's bad music. And if you see that there's a bunch of people saying it's bad music... It's not because there's a bandwagon being formed. Yeah. It's because there's a lot of people that think your music is bad. I mean, it, it's common sense. You can, as a band, if you can look at it however way you want, like, oh, it's just fun to make fun of us. No. What the no. fuck? Do you really think people would rather listen to bad music than listen to good music? Right. Exactly. I don't want a year to be bad. I don't wake up and I'm like, oh, man, I hope this album is just awful. No. Right. I want good music, but they don't make good music, so... Whenever they come up, we make fun of their music because it's bad. And it's not just us, it's everybody because everybody knows it's bad. Everybody knows. Sorry, that's the Leonard Cohen song. Everybody knows. So, yeah, man, I'm totally with you. And he goes on to say just a few interesting things, which is surprising for him. One of the things he mentions is that, you know, he's the sole survivor of the original lineup. In the original (laughs) lineup, And it isn't even the lineup that quit the band. He's saying the original lineup, no one even knows who the fuck those guys are. So it's always been 
me kind of and always like making my vision come to life in some way or at least trying to pursue this mission in some degree so he's just saying that the whole fucking band is his and he's it's such all an ass yeah i mean he's just making himself sound like an ass and then he also goes on to say i think the main purpose of the band is a physical for me creatively Ew, what do you mean creative? <laughs> well, that's what, I mean, right there. What is he going to do if Amir stops? Yeah, there's one, well, there's one truth and there's one lie. One is the purpose of the band is him. Obviously, that's his choice and that's what it is. But then he's never been creative ever. So when is that going to start? Exactly. What What does that even mean? His creativity. What does he do besides yell awfully? Well, I guess, I mean, technically he makes shirts about, columbine and he makes shirts about how does my you know ask your girlfriend how my dick tastes and um yeah and the shirts thing is just just adding insult to injury i mean the guy's an ass man I, i really can't think of any other vocalist or band member that's existing in the scene right now it's just yeah he's just a dick and uh allegedly allegedly no, no i probably no, not no, but he's no. here's the deal he's always looking for some type of controversy because the new shirt that comes with the bundle or one of their bundles for the new album is a shirt where it's a woman's face and then when you walk out into the sun ink that shows up in ultraviolet light or whatever or sunlight it makes all these bruises these bloody bruises and stuff on her face I'm not even going to be the person that says, oh, domestic abuse, that's terrible, and stuff, because obviously that is terrible. Technically, he can always come from it on a different standard of, well, what if it was a guy's face? And when you walked out, it'd be bloody and bruised, like you wouldn't care then. But that's why he's doing it, is because he knows it's going to get a rise. And also, I don't know why anyone would wear a shirt with either gender. (laughs) on it where that happened let alone a female's face like it's just to want to do that and then to sure you're going to get controversy but who gives a fuck like that's your talent that's your creativity that you've got i don't know it seems sad it, it stirs up controversy but even if it does what does that do for you and your band yeah i mean what look we're talking about it or even i mean yeah we're talking about it but what does he get out of it you know what i mean that's that's what I don't get. I want I want to know his thought process. To be honest with you, does he think people are like, oh man, that Frankie guy? He's like super cool. Like, he's I, hardcore. He's man. hardcore, man. He doesn't back off. Except that he did back <laughs> off many times when people really brought up the Columbine shirt and all that kind of stuff, and he took it down. That's what a really strong guy does, right? Oh yeah, for sure, man. Because you never want to stand by your quote unquote <laughs> creativity, right? exactly and maybe explain yourself i mean shit what if this guy's a fucking half genius who he's got all these he's, like he's half of something yeah <laughs> he's <laughs> half of something and, you know and you can say oh ian's talking big on the on this show whatever the fuck you want to say but none of this stuff has ever scared me it's such ridiculousness like you see him on interviews and stuff and it's always awkward and then also Put on top of that, that his music fucking blows. Yeah. So it's just annoying. And I'll go, I'll skip on to this other interview that he did recently. He goes on to say that at least 30% of all Amir music sucks. 
<laughs> that's his fucking band that he had all control over. That's what he was just saying. He was just saying that it's all him and he had complete control, but yet 30% of the music sucks. And he says the entire album of Slave to the Grave, he said it all is suckiness. Like it has no good nothing, no good riffs, no nothing. And he was in a terrible place when he wrote it and he hates it. <laughs> so he's saying, well, first of all, we think 100% of his music is yes. bad. Yes, but I am with that. You even ask him and he will tell you that only 70% of his music is actually worth listening to. And this is coming from the lead vocalist of a band. I mean, it, it's just ridiculous. It's awful. There was a joke recently where some people tagged me in a tweet to Amir to say that I wanted them on the show or whatever yep. the fuck. I would definitely have Frankie on the show. Oh, dude, that would be <laughs> but, that would be automatically a 2017 highlight. But he would have to know that my questions are going to be around every stupid thing that he's done and why he thinks his music has any talent whatsoever. Yeah, we're not gonna. He's not gonna ask questions like, "Man, so so what went into this album, man? How was it? Yeah. Uh, what what was your state of mind during the lyrical yeah. process? No, 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 fam. No. We want to know what the fuck is wrong yeah. with you. Why why does everyone who you're supposed to be friends with leave you <laughs> and call you a dick when they're gone? Because that's what his band is still doing. That's what the ex members of Amir are still doing. Are being like he is a stupid, crazy person. Yeah. Allegedly. And anybody will tell you that. I mean, it's insane. It's just ridiculous. I'm honestly surprised they even still get booked highly on certain lineups and Dude. stuff. I would think that that would be even like a promoter's worst nightmare, you know? Jackson, we are pissing people off right now who are listening. <laughs> like, there are people, if you look at their monthly listeners and you look, they're one of the biggest bands in the scene. That is true. No, I you're just, right about that. I don't fucking get it. Like, I don't understand them at all and the thing about it is they could never say that i'm just a troll you know just trying to get attention or anything like that i've seen amir multiple times live i've seen all the different you know iterations of the band and i've listened to their music because i've been forced to it's awful yeah uh, when i first got into listening to this music the first show i ever went to was so what music fest and they went Mm -hmm. And I remember after the show, I started looking up all the bands that I listened to. And one of the biggest ones there was Amir. And I kept listening to it and I just couldn't get into it. Like this isn't a thing where I'm suddenly jumping on this so-called bandwagon. Oh, stop, like, Jackson. Name. Don't get on the bandwagon, all right? <laughs> don't be don't be the internet guy, you know. Exactly. Like it's not one of those things. I have genuinely tried to get into this band i never see i never buy a band by image write them off sure unless they're like murderers of well, right shit. right <laughs> right but let's say the guy's a dick you know what you make good music i'm gonna listen to it sure. to be honest with you okay yeah. fine but that's not the case here right the guy's a dick and the music is awful and i really have like i said i've genuinely tried to get into amir's music <laughs> there is no talent in it yeah this is literally stuff that you could get out of any death metal local band i'm not kidding you it's right. beginner level music i mean it's not hard you no. don't even have to be skillful on instruments to do this this is literally it, it sounds like the same note over and over just in different patterns yep here 
I'm going to give you a vocal sample from the new Amur track, all right? Yep. <laughs> With some chugs in the back. Yeah, chug, sorry, chug, I just wasn't. Yeah, Josh isn't here for me to tell him what to do. <laughs> and that's a sad thing, too. Like, I, I hate that the members of Glass Cloud are in a mirror right now. Yeah. <laughs> that, they're the ones I feel bad. And I do also feel bad. I think we're going to talk about some of the ex-band members of Amur next week, probably, because Ty sent me some stuff. Because like I said, I don't look for anything Amur. It gets sent to me. So that's why this stuff gets brought up. And they're brand new interview stuff. They're brand new news because the new album is coming out at some point. So I get this stuff and I blame him for the bad music as well because he has stated, like I just stated before, that the band is his vision, that he controls everything. So he can't get away from that if he's saying like, oh, they just say this and this sucks. It's him. Yeah, they're just his vehicle, apparently. Apparently. And so in my opinion, he's a talentless hack. Yep. That's my opinion. I don't know how they got big. Sorry, not sorry, I think is what the kids say nowadays to (laughs) the people in the audience listening who like a mirror. Like, that's your choice. The kids say whatever. Showing your age there, you (laughs) Whatever the fuck. I've just never said sorry, not sorry. So I just figured (laughs) I'd throw that in there. But that's just one of the things. Like, if that's your thing, then great. Like, I wish I liked bad music as well. I don't. <laughs> I like that one. I wish I liked bad music. I just, I, I don't know. It's just bad. Yeah, I, I just, like I tried, but it's just bad. And look, like we said before, maybe we're falling into the same trap. Is obviously we're giving attention to him, and then. Obviously, too, we're going to listen to the album f- to review it on the show. But I guarantee you, we're going to have a lot of fun making fun of it because those first two singles were garbage. And guess what? The last time we reviewed an album where the first two singles were garbage, it had a fodder for over a year of very humorous jokes and things that we could use to make fun of each other for. So, hey, 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 hey. See, but I didn't mention it. <laughs> but I know exactly what you're and talking And the about. audience should know, too. Yeah, the only ones who don't know are the casuals. Mm-hmm. But even then, they're going to go, oh, what was that really, really shitty album from 2016? Oh, yes, I remember. <laughs> but we know Amur is going to take that mantle. <gasps> yes. Yeah, there's no, there's no doubt. That album is already worse than that previous album. 100%. Yeah, so anyways... It's just one of those things where Ty brought it up, so I wanted to go off on it a little bit. I just don't like people ever telling me what I can and cannot make fun of. That's a pet peeve of mine. I will make fun of whatever the fuck I want, especially if it blows. And that is the entire discography of Amur. There is not one good song in their catalog whatsoever. So fuck them and fuck their music because it fuck sucks. Fuck them, fuck them, fuck them. Yeah. So there you go. That's my that's there you go. Little, Yeah, there you go. That's my little rant on, on that. Thank but I you. think I think people have to hear how dumb he is in the interviews because they're not gonna go seek that out. So you need to know how stupid this person is. No, yeah, I agree. Um I, after reading the interviews, I mean you don't even have to look at them, people. You just read them. You just read what he says and you just read the man the things that this man says and it's like, what the hell's wrong with him? Like 
he's an it almost. It's like it's just a weird creature kind of thing. <laughs> and he doesn't care either. That's what's funny. No, and that's look, he's getting his money and this is all he has to do for life because they unfortunately somehow became a band that I don't think they have second jobs or anything like that. It's this is their life is they get to play music, which is awesome and I can name a hundred bands that deserve way more than a mirror should ever have. I agree with that. That's a great way to end the show, right? <laughs> yeah, pissed. Oh, no, that's the thing. Maybe my tone is a little different when I talk about people that I don't like, but I'm not pissed off. I am certainly not <laughs> pissed off. But I like saying these things in a joking slash serious manner from time to time. And that's the way to do it, Ian. That yeah. way your blood pressure doesn't boil. And there are some times <laughs> that I can play on the show and pretend like I really like something and make it fun that way. But I'm not even going to, like, that's a waste of my time to do that with a mirror. Hell yeah. Don't waste Ian's time. Damn straight. You tell him, Jackson. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, Jackson, On that note, damn it, Jackson. You fucked it up. Damn we're it, on, Jackson. We're on a roll. I think it's time to end the show. All right. I'll start it off. People, 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 Amir listeners, Attila listeners, Capture the Crown listeners, people from all around the corners of the world, thank you for listening to the Ian Hates podcast. Ian is such a nice, genuine fellow who always speaks the truth. <laughs> Jackson, kind of. Kind of. We love you. Please review us on iTunes or anywhere where you can review us. Let us know what you think of us. It's greatly appreciated. Ian's way better at goodbyes. <laughs> so I'm just going to end you off with thank you everyone for listening. And I will hear from you guys in the next episode. Peace. Wow. That's all I have to say to that. <laughs> oh, man. I think I'm getting better. Yeah. I'm almost less speechless, but I do have to end this show so I can get some <laughs> sleep. So thank you, Jackson, for that lovely outro there. Yep. That was fantastic. And I would like to thank everyone who's listening. Thank you very much. I have some major surprises coming up soon. Literally major. just had an awesome conversation for Ian Hates Music Conversation Edition. But I'm not going to give away who it is yet. And there's another amazing one and another amazing one. There are so many great people coming on the show. So you only have to wait a little while longer. And I'm going to start rolling them out to support Ian Hates Music please follow the links in the description of this episode. We are now on SoundCloud, so you can find Ian Hates Music and Ian Hates Movies on SoundCloud now. Like Jackson said, the best thing you can do for us is to rate us five stars if you like the show on iTunes and leave a comment. We are still continuing our contest where we will read your comment on the air within reason. I mean, hopefully Frankie doesn't hear this and goes and makes a comment. <laughs> we'll read it on the air though buddy we'll read it on the air oh yeah that'd be a good one to read but the big thing is to continue sharing Ian Hates music around the best way to get everything out there so it's much appreciated to all of you who do that on a regular basis and yeah we're going to have a ton more stuff next week hopefully you enjoyed the show as much as Jackson and I did and I will leave you the way I always do long days and pleasant nights Thanks, everyone.
Your intention.